RadioInfluence.com. This is the Cannabis Podcast, powered by Leaf on Radio Influence. It's an inside look and the scientific facts in and around the world of medical cannabis. Now, here is your host, Ian Beckles. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to the Cannabis Podcast. Uh, this is the, ca- the podcast that tries to bring you knowledge um, and try to get gain some knowledge ourselves. Now, I said that um, most of the knowledge that I have is from what I've been smoking in the last 15 years or so. I did start smoking very late, actually 17 years. But I also said I would bring in some quote-unquote experts. And uh, this guy doesn't have a certificate on his wall, but I think he's a proponent of what goes on. Uh, Mr. Seth Kushner, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Ian. Thanks for having me. So I was thinking about this on the way over, okay. and I didn't know that you started late. 35. Because I was gonna ask yeah. Tom, I was gonna ask about the stuff in Montreal, like because I've always heard it's so great in Canada. Oh, it is. So you, so you. Well, I've been back since. Okay. Uh, and I grew up, you know, around. It, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know why I didn't. I was scared of it. I was just scared of drugs in general. Sure. And I don't know if my parents instilled because my parents never said don't do drugs. Not really. It was just the fact that I might get caught. My dad might put his foot in my ass. Um, do you know if your parents ever ever no smoked way. weed? Never. No, no, I don't know for a fact because they're from the islands. They're from Trinidad and Guyana. But my dad had one drink a night. I mean, one two ounce drink a night. That's what you saw, though. No, I'm t- he's he was obsessive. Like okay. he's, I he's never drunk, never any, never impaired, never late. Very obsessive. What if he was rolling blunts, like blunt no after way. blunt after you went to bed? He liked porn, I think. How do you he, know? He like no, he like ladies because he cheated on my my mother. Oh no! And um, this took a turn. And then it <laughs> took a turn. I, I gotta get then, high I, to deal then, with this story. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little hit of something on the way he in. He's pouring his heart out. Yeah. Now. <laughs> no, but I remember my father as a young boy going into the room and closing the door and hearing hearing the projector. So I, I'm sure he wasn't watching. <laughs> he wasn't watching Willy Wonka in there. Porno yeah. on the projector, man. That's yeah, a, double real. That's dedication, uh, no doubt. Anyways, let's flip back to cannabis. Yes. Um, about the I well, I was just wondering about the the weed and the marijuana there. So you were able to fan, go back. It's okay. fantastic. Okay. It, 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 it's very very good. I, I got a buddy of mine, um, Jeff, and uh, one you know Jeff. Uh, I don't say he's Rasta. He's from Montreal, so I don't know if he's Rasta. I don't even know what that means anymore. But he has dreads. He's a brother with dreads. Okay. So I come home and I said, hey, bro, I'm in town for a week. Can you hook a brother up? He goes, yeah, man, come on through, man. And he used to speak normal. <laughs> now, he, now, he's a, now he's a Rastafarian. So um, I come through the house and you got to walk through this little living room before you get to the kitchen. And I walk through and there's like eight Rastas sitting in a room smoking and it's smoky yeah and i walked through and it was like a movie like i thought steven seagal was gonna come around the corner or something but his his stuff was scary good and it's i think they mess around with um uh hash a lot too oh you have to yeah Yeah. well when you've been smoking that long i mean you got to take it to another level sure yeah that's incredible do you do you feel like you missed out because if you started off when you were 18 let's say nope I'm telling. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm gonna stop you there. No, because you know why? What would happen? Because I like it. Oh, I he, like it, and it would have messed up my world. Because I had to get drug tested all the time. Oh, that's right. Okay, but so you know, I mean, the, the, the guys in the NFL now. Yeah, I but mean, they were still stressed out. But they they smoke all the time. But you, oh, they do. But you, would you know when they were doing the drug yeah, test? Absolutely. Okay, so can't you just stop? Because that's yeah, what these guys do. Yeah, now. but I went through college, and sometimes they would be like. 
we have a random drug test tomorrow. And all of a sudden this, like everybody be sitting there and I just, I would just look around and I see everybody start to tense up, like their shoulders start going up. And right afterwards they're like, oh my God, we got to go to the store. We got to buy this and we got to flush out this. And it's not good for you. I feel like we are close with the NFL to to them allowing so. medicinal marijuana. It just seems with all the players that are, I think yeah. was it uh, Chris Long or there was somebody Chris that. Chris Long, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, they retire. They get into it. Obviously, Ricky Williams was probably, he was one of the first and nobody yeah. took him seriously. And now they're like, hey, this guy, he was ahead of the game. They treated Ricky like he was a devil. They did. I mean, come on. Ricky Williams is the most peaceful person. You ever see any kind of interviews with him? He's He's doing yoga. And he's, you know, he's in sitting in some kind of Indian pose and he never even raised his voice. You know, Mike Ditka set him up for failure. It's trading that whole draft really for did. him. And yeah. And then they took that picture in the, uh, the wedding. And that was that wasn't that, that's why Ricky got in the weed. I think I'm surprised he didn't fall into harder <laughs> drugs after they made him do all that. Uh, but, you know, there's been a lot of players, a former and not so much present because they're scared to mess with it. Sure. Zeke Elliott got in trouble for walking into a dispensary. And he didn't even buy anything. That's true. But that's, you know, it, that was in the midst of um, there was some other stuff going on with Zeke. I think he had the stuff that Ohio State, yeah, State they were well, investigating. He, does, he, does stand he pulls a uh, pulls a woman's top down yeah. at the parade. You know, hey. Hey, but that, you know what? Give the guy 90 he million. pulled a woman's top down. You know, it's, it's at a parade. It's he's, a parade. He's not the 10 millionth person that's done that. No, there's parade rules. So <laughs> I think. Uh, no, there's not parade rules. There's NFL rules. That's true. Because if anybody else did it, if Matthew McConaughey did it, nobody would be upset. Be honest. You know, Matthew McConaughey, that's not in him. I don't see him as a, a pulling down a oh, top guy. stop it. Not, not the Matthew that I know. <laughs> Maybe in privacy. I just, I, I thought Matthew McConaughey was real, and he's becoming unreal to me a little bit. Why? As we What's go forward, I don't know. I just don't. He's don't all know. over the place. He is all over the place. Maybe that's it. So when did you start uh, smoking? Uh, first time I did it was I was 18 Ooh. at Gaither High School, and I was in TV production, and I was with in some. Class. I was, yeah. That's cool, right? I was with some cool. I was with some cool kids okay. let's say and uh we went out to this kids i don't know maybe had a, a camaro or something and i was very worried i go am i gonna smell because we gotta go back in class yeah. they're like no no this stuff doesn't smell which they're showing me it's like yeah. it's chronic back there it's good stuff <laughs> sure. these were rich kids mm-hmm. and um and i took a hit and look i don't know if i got high the first time but i remember going to class and just kind of zoning out yeah. and um it not really being a big deal either way really for the fir- why do they say the first time you don't get high bro Actually, the first time I hit it, I was scared of it, and I didn't inhale. And then, you know, I was with my boy, Tony Mayberry, and uh, we were at the Cactus Club, and I was riding home. He goes, bro, hit it like a man. That's what I remember. I said, hit it like a man. Was this a blunt? Uh, no, it was like a, uh, a, a one one hitter, okay. kinda, you know. So I was like, oh, fuck, get out of here, man. So I hit it, and I think I almost swallowed. So I coughed, <laughs> and a big cloud came out. Tony goes, now nah, you'll be all right. So now I jump in my car. And I'm driving from the Cactus Club home. I live right at Culberth Isles, and I'm on Swan. And when I was on Swan and uh, Manhattan or Henderson, I was higher than giraffe pussy, brother. I mean, <laughs> I've never been that high before. I've never been that high before. I you mean, didn't know how to get home, did you? No, I didn't. I think it took me a half hour to get home, yep. and I lived about a mile and a half. Cops were following me. People on the phone were calling because they're telling people I'm high. Like I'm, I'm sitting there looking in the mirror, and the, la- the lady's on the phone. I'm like, she's calling the cops, and I'm, I was almost ready to turn around and go back the other way. I, it was bad. And you were 35. 35. What mate? And just it was just Tony Mayberry just offering it, was time, it to you. It was time. Like you know, it was for all these years, I was the guy who didn't smoke. 
Okay. And they thought you were crazy, right? But everybody's like, everybody's like, man, don't smoke in front of Ian. Ian doesn't smoke. Because, you know, everybody goes, nobody does coke. And I go, no, you don't do coke. And people are doing coke around you. But I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, coke is one of those things where I don't necessarily know if you should just do that in front of people. If you well, know. neither is marijuana. If people don't do marijuana, right back then, now it's just well, like, hey, it's still, got, mm. I'm telling you, you still don't bring it up in front of everybody. Some people still think we for madness. They really do. That's true. That's so, not anybody I want to mess with, though. Mm, some of that's money, though. Some people with a lot of money. <laughs> I'm serious. That's true. Um, but that that experience there, it, I like. Everybody says you chase it. I'm not really chasing that, but I'll never be that high again. Never. Oh. And I remember going from, you know, asking Tony for one nugget a week, like one nugget. Now you just break off a little bit to uh, smoking a little bit more than that. Yeah. I smoke a little bit more than that. That's what happens, you know? It's like everything else. Yeah. Like everything else. You just get it. You build up a little tolerance, you get a little more. And uh, so what is the reason why you say you smoke? I like I like this answer. What is the reason why you smoke marijuana? Oh, I feel like you're setting me up. I am. I am. <laughs> I am. Well, well, I have. Li- I mean, I have my card. I mean, okay. I- no, no, no. I understand. I'm just not what I'm asking you. What is the reason why you smoke marijuana? What is the reason now, or what's the reason when I started? Just in general, I started because I was bored as shit. Okay, so we're allowed to cuss, right? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I started off because I was doing morning radio okay. on 97X, and I would get done at 11 o'clock, and I have the whole day. Mm. So you know, that's when I started, but. But now I'm happy that I used it because Ugh. now I use it for a couple of reasons. Um, one is anxiety. It doesn't cure my it doesn't cure my anxiety. Sure. I always thought that it could. So I self-medicated, but I needed to be on another medication to help out with that. Mm. Um, but man, it really helps out when I'm nauseous because when I get anxiety, mm. uh kind of works my stomach up. So I only deal with indicas, I only vape indicas, I really? only eat indica. I do not if someone offers me sativa. Won't won't even use it at all. I have really? no use for it yet. I want indica. I need the full the full body like experience. Really? Won't mess with a sativa. It's almost like I'd, I'd I'd rather do cocaine. I think than a sativa. Really? No, no. But still, I'm. Well, a, have you had a bad experience with it? No, it's just um. You know, I just I'm I'm an indica guy, and I like okay. I like other indica people too. When sure. I meet an indica, <laughs> when I meet an indica person, yeah, like yeah. you know, if I'm at I was at Truly, even the girls like, oh, I'm an indica girl. I'm like, yeah. Oh, an indica girl. Look that's, at you, yeah. That's what I'm. I'm looking for an indica girl. I'm not, but I mean, if I was, sure, absolutely. So I guess there's something. There's something about it because mm. I, I feel like if you're an indica person, mm. uh, we might share some of the same issues. Understandable. And it could kind of bring us closer. I don't have a label, and I don't like labels personally. Right. I just like good weed. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm the kind of person I go to True Leave and I'll investigate. I'll just do this, that, and the other. But I like to ask people that question: Why do you smoke marijuana? Because the answer should be this: Because it makes me feel good. That should be the answer for everybody, okay? Because I've read stuff where Queen Elizabeth took smoked marijuana because she had menstrual cramps and so on. It works so, for that, too. No, I understand yeah, that. Yeah. But in the long run, you just smoke because it makes you feel good. <sighs> it <laughs> makes my mind feel good. Yeah. It, it just, it kind of like, uh, it just kind of just, I don't know, let's, let's just. I, it's it's hard to explain, but sometimes. Oh, people listening understand. Yeah, people. Yeah, you're right. It's like, <laughs> like sometimes I just need to reset my brain. I need a different perspective, sure. and, and that's it. And I got to tell you, you got me on the the um the truly uh, what was it the uh, true stick the true stick the true stick is the is the the, the truth. Dude, that's talk about is. talk about the Tony Mayberry experience. Like one day Ian goes, uh, Ian's like, here, try this, and I was like, yeah. oh, dude, I got I got to work and stuff. Yeah. He's like, oh, it'll be fine. Try this, and yeah, I'm coughing. I'm like, wow, what did you give me? Yeah, because right. I feel like I'm a pro yeah and now i have that and i mm-hmm. let people try that and they go there's it's way different there's nothing they it's a hard it's hard finding stuff better than that on the market no doubt now once again i said i was 35 when i first indulged uh with marijuana and 
I find that before I smoked, I was very close-minded, very. Like, I didn't want to go to Europe. I didn't like art. Like, I didn't like anything. Hated gay people? No, I never hated gay people. <laughs> okay. I've always liked gay people. We just people. want to see how close-minded yeah. you were. It's like, I just want to no, see how much weed really changed you. Not in that way. But as far as creativity goes, yes. I became so much more creative. Like, I was seeing things. and uh, Like, I used to go to like a, an art show and just be like... <sighs> Like, you know, this is for nerds. Now you get, you smoke a little something, going to art show, all of a sudden you're looking at a picture and it means a whole lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now I love art. I love being creative. Were you, were you smoking weed when you owned the Blimpy back in the day? Nope. That well, okay. See, nope. you weren't going through your creative process. Probably a good thing. I'd have ate up all those sandwiches. What, yeah. Who, that was, I a, know. see, if you were on weed, that might've been a whole different. Yeah. Uh, I needed weed at that time yeah. because uh, as far as anxiety goes, uh, working in a restaurant where you're paying people $8 an hour, you need to take something. <laughs> and they're stealing all your meats and no, cheeses? But, no, no, that's a fact. Yeah, I know. That and uh, when you get when you pay somebody $8 an hour, you get exactly $8 an hour. And that's not a lot. Okay? I got I to tell you, and this is probably just be for another time, but uh, when, I don't know if you were doing nights or something when we used to work together, and I heard you telling your story about when you owned the Blimpy. And it was oh, just, yeah. It was just the most hilarious thing. But it's all true, though. It was just you were just looking to get into an honest business, that's and it. It, just, it just wasn't working it's out. It's hard because, first of all, I didn't know the game, okay? So I had to learn the game as I, I still don't know the game. And, you know, I walk into the place on a Saturday, die sleeping on a table, and I go, dude, and I, I, I'm standing beside him. And he opens his eyes and he goes, I wasn't sleeping. And I go, I've been here for five minutes and you've been laying on the table. I go, we're just napping, closing your eyes. And I say to my manager, fire him. She goes, I can't fire him. Nobody else wants this job. And that's the problem. Nobody wants that job. That's bottom of the barrel. You know, those guys had the good weed, though. They could have hooked you up. Actually, one of the guy who lived in the back, he lived right behind the blimpy. And I know for a fact he broke into the, the, the restaurant a couple of times to steal money. So I should have tore his neck out the socket. But one day he was like, hey, man, you want to buy some Xanax? And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm your boss, by the way. I'm like, I'm good. The next day he walks in, zooted. Yeah. And I go, how many Xanax do you take? Six. And I was like, go home. I go, give me, give me. I, go, I, t- I took a shirt. I, t- I had to work. He was so zooted and that's that's what i grew up with that's you know? life and that's life and blimpy that's, so life, good, that's the blimpy life good it's, thing you're out of that now ex- so. exactly so you're a true leave guy i i am yeah. yeah it's um just the i find there's people that i know that like to go to all the different dispensaries and they like to try it yeah. and then what happens is hey listen i get it a lot of the time you just end up wasting your money because just, you have to be comfortable with something. It's like a restaurant. I just I just found something that works yeah. and I kind of go with it and I kind of just rotate what kind of carts yeah. I use and they they introduced a couple more indicas. You're a some- routine guy though, aren't you? I, uh, I can see you being a rooter. Very much so. Well, yeah, I just went down to Miami because, you know, I was going to hang out down there for yeah. a couple of days. And I don't know about flying with with it. Um, I'm sure I could have. You can. I'm sure. Yeah. And I just decided I just didn't want to deal with it sure. at all. So, you know, looking for a job right now, if potentially anything happens, I'll be like, that was stupid. So, yeah, I uh, I went to truly the second I got to Miami. It was two seconds from the airport. Yep. And, um, yeah, I had pre-ordered and got my uh, my dosi dough, my indica, and I was, I was ready to go for a couple of days. So I love it. I, I love do those it. capsules, too. I'm big into capsules, and I know they don't have the edibles yet, but the capsules the are— The capsules uh, are the same thing as edibles. No, I know. It's, it's the exact same I thing. I know. You just realize, like, wow, this is a, a medicine. That you got to watch the capsules sometimes. Uh, some, sometimes you got to watch the capsules. They stay, <laughs> like when you smoke— 
it hits you. Know. It hits you right yeah. away. You take the capsules. You're like, oh yeah. Well, I'm just driving. All of a sudden, you're like, you start to get this feeling from your toes. And I go, what is that coming here? <laughs> just, I mean, what's happening? Look, I'm not gonna lie. The capsule game, the edible game, that game, that's a, that's a trick because it's a different uh, it game. could kick in in 30 minutes or it could kick in in three and a half hours. Correct. You, know, you don't know. Just make sure yeah. you don't have anything to do the rest of the day when you Famous take. Famous last words. I don't feel anything. Yeah. It's over. Give me another one. Oh. Whoop, because you can't really smoke yourself stupid, but you can eat yourself ridiculously stupid. I have been not, there. I have not smoked in probably seven or eight years. So you're just, so are you scared at all with all the vape stuff going on? No, because I know I know where I'm getting my vape. What sure. I, I, I feel I feel for the people that are still getting their their vapes and all that stuff off the street. I mean, oh, like why? When you're going to when you're going to a dispensary, I mean, that stuff is sure. They don't they know it's medicine. I sure. mean, they're testing it over and over and over again. They have to. I don't know. The state's got stuff, but sure. no, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I just feel sorry for people that are still because look. There's guys that I know, legit mm. guys that are selling generic yep. vape carts, and they don't even know it. They're they have just no getting, idea. It's just like, but when someone offers you, hey, I had guys offering me, oh, I can give you, you know, th- uh, thirty vape carts for three hundred bucks. I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are, why are they that price? So exactly. I, I prefer to just get it from the places that consider it medicine. It's sometimes it's better to pay the full price. It really is. You're damn right. It it's is. like going to, you know, getting uh, discount sushi. You know. Pay full price for your sushi. Well, ask why. Ask why these vape carts are so cheap. You why? know, that's figure that out. Ask the guy that somebody. Why are you trying to sell mm. me ten for you know this low, low price? And Absolutely. Then you can try to figure out that they might be generic or who knows, cut with something. Well, we have Seth Kushner here, formerly of the Drew Garabo show, stepped away. How long ago? Three oh weeks, man, three weeks yeah, ago. It's been about three weeks. Yeah. And how's that going? Um, Transition. It's um. Well, I mean, I'm not really doing anything right okay. now, so um, yeah. I'd say it's doing going. Podcasts. Uh, yeah, I'm doing. You know, I'm 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 having lots of conversations, so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, and it's it's an exciting time. I just had been with the company for eighteen years, and you know, kind of hit my ceiling all mm-hmm. around. And I j- I didn't have anything lined up, which people find hard to believe. No, I didn't. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm one of the guys where people were looking at me while they're like, "You're doing what? <laughs> You're doing what?" Sometimes uh, you got to. I know it's a cliche, but sometimes you got to bet on yourself. Thank you. So I've used that. I think like literally, they're like, like I have confidence in my ability, and I need to be around people. That have confidence in my ability. Yeah. And if you stop having confidence in my ability, then I got to go elsewhere. I always walked around the company and thought, I was like, I can get another job. And I didn't know, I didn't have anything lined up. Nobody had ever said, hey, listen, if you quit there, I have a job for you. I have, I have nothing. That sure. still hasn't happened. But I just... I just was like, hey, if I'm if I was good enough at 19 to, you know, carve my way into this industry, mm-hmm. you know, now with what I know, why can't I do the same thing again sure. with whether it's a, a radio or podcasting or whatever else? See, now I, I thought about that myself because I think I was on my Calta show one time and he goes, how long have you been in radio? And I had to think about it. I was like, I think it's getting on like 18 years. And then I was thinking. I'm a radio guy now. Yeah. Like I, I used to just do radio because I play football. But then I did it for 18 years. It's a lot of microphones I've been in front of. Yeah, longer than oh, football, oh. right? Longer than your football oh, yeah. career? Well, I played from football from 7 through 30, so I still play football a little longer. Oh, man, you're still getting yeah, there, Yeah, I made a little bit more money playing football. Just a tad. Just a little bit. Just a tad. Yeah. But at least you, at least you segued into another career. For, I mean, you got to – now I feel like with guys trying to get into radio and TV and everything, mm. and now I feel like that's where everybody wants to go. It's hard. And so it's got to be much it's tougher rare. to get into. Well, how many radio – legitimate radio jobs are in Tampa Bay area? It's a dozen? Yeah, yeah you got to look for something else. Almost, Absolutely. So. If you're in Tampa, I would go a different route, that's for sure. But um, I, I, I want to get you on here because – 
because uh, I'd like to use your skills going down the way with some of the podcasts and stuff that I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I know you're very versed in a lot of different things. Damn right. Uh, looking to do some um, different things with some different sponsors and trying to be creative around here. So I like the creativity. Thank and, you. Uh, Am I hired? Yeah, yeah, but the the uh, opening rate is about the blimpy pace. Okay, so eight bucks an hour. Hey, listen, it's you can more start if you if you can work for eight bucks an hour, you can start tomorrow. It's more than I have anything else coming. You know, <laughs> it's more than I'm coming in right now. So I'll just put that on top of the uh, mm. the four hundred one k money that mm. I pulled out to survive mm. on, yeah. and uh, yeah, the eight dollars an hour is going to look nice. I'll pay you with indica. Yeah, I, listen, well, that's what I'm saying. That's fine. You know, it, it's you know people in the world that we uh, live in still they'll still try to pay you with like gift cards or, or oh no, it still happens. Yeah, yeah. Hey. It's life. If you can get away with it. Ian laughed at when I told him what I was getting paid to do a podcast. So, uh, you know, it just. Uh, Did I laugh? You laughed, but it was. A, it, I think it wasn't a laugh where you were like laughing at me. You were laughing like, with more me. Like, Doh. Yeah, you, you felt my pain. A little bit. A little bit. I'm not a businessman. I'm, well, I'm learning. It's not about that, though, because I'd also teach people this. Uh, branding is very important. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to go do the daytime show. I'm going to leave here, jump in my car, try to jump on the crosstown, go do the daytime show, and they're paying me squadooch. That's true. That's branding. Oh, tell Cameron Lynch I said hi, by the way. I will. That's that's a good job, Cameron Lynch. Talk about, talk about a guy that was really got into the media. Sure. And he was, ju- he was just essentially a but special teamer. beforehand, teamers. though. Yeah. I like the fact that he thought about it before. And he's a good-looking young dude. Yeah. You know, he's very well-versed. He, and He was thinking about... He was thinking about it from the second he got into the NFL because I think he knew that he was a fringe guy, he was sure. a special teamer. How long does that last? I think he played three or four years. I know he's still trying to get back, sure. but why not work on other things while you're waiting you, for that call? You have to. And, and we're talking about cannabis and the, and the NFL, and a lot of people don't realize that a lot of those guys who get drug tested when I played in July, at the end of July in training camp, what they would do is stop smoking at the beginning of July, get the drug test, pass the drug test, and then literally smoke Every day until the next July. Absolutely. So for anybody who thinks that the drug testing was keeping it out, drug testing keeps PEDs out because they test you all the way through the season. But as far as illicit drugs, they, t- they take one time and that's it. And I know oh, this. Well, this is good insight. And you probably know this, too. A lot of the NFL players that use weed um, won't use vapes or edibles or anything. They will only smoke the flower. That's all because I think they they want to make sure that there's no nothing else that will kind of creep up and, See, and fail. I bet that's t- changed. You think? I think that's changed. That, that's yeah. just from I, I knew yeah. that just as far as um like last year. Yeah, I, I bet it's changed. Okay, and because of you know with the uh, weed, you know I get like I, I you can put vape and yeah. all that. You just I think I think these guys sometimes want but, but it doesn't matter once. Once you get that one one drug test, you really have anything in your system. It doesn't matter. They don't test you for that. Right. They just take, test you for PEDs. Oh, okay. So there's no reason. There's no way in hell you can't tell me players don't have vapes on them. No way. At practice. No way. At practice? Oh, 100%. At practice? 100%. Yeah, doesn't that take the edge? Like, doesn't that take Yes. The- but a practice, it don't really matter. I mean, but we're talk- not getting high during games, are we? Uh, I've I talked to a buddy of mine that said he was on mushrooms in the game. But but that was just an accident, right? Nope. That was like from the night before. Nope. <laughs> nope. But not now. Well, yep. Come on, one hundred percent. Our quarterback's getting high. Are any, I would say probably not. Probably not. Are we probably talking? Not. Are we talking like okay, baseball? If you know you're not pitching or something, all right, you can get high because like, hey, you're not working that day. But so is this like a a special teamer's getting high? Yeah. Or we're talking about like a middle linebacker. No, when you're when you're high, when I mean high, I don't mean like fall down high. Right. I, I don't. You're more your, alert. Your focus is different, man. Your focus is different. Listen, my buddy said to me one time. 
You ever uh, get high and lift weights? And I go, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. He goes, let's go do it. And I go, dude, he goes, let's go. We go to his house and we get baked. And we go to the gym, bro. And at one point I had to catch myself. I was doing tricep press downs for an hour. <laughs> I, I, go, I, just go, I was just going. And I'm like, this feels so good on my muscles. And then I messed around and taught a spin class high. And I mean high. And somebody goes, that was the best class ever. Because I was just freaking, all your inhibitions are gone. I'm right. telling And it's rhythmic. What about that time I gave you that edibles, though, and you fell over on the no, turntable? Well, you know, it doesn't always, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't always enhance your work. I don't suggest the edibles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't suggest people have edibles and go outside. I'm being serious. And edibles, to me, are an inside thing. Don't be around a lot of people when you're around with edibles. It's not good. Well, I mean, you can sit outside, but you're not like doing activities, right? Like, you could be at like a music fest or something. But even when if you're on a, like I've been with a bunch of people at a restaurant and everybody's talking and I'm just like, just don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Cause I, I was, I shouldn't have been around people. Dude, I had, um, I, there was about a year and a half ago. I was interviewing for a job out in LA and, um, I just took an edible, like I, you know, I would, when I got home for the day and out of nowhere, it's an operations manager or a GM or somebody. And I go, yeah. I was like, Oh man, I'm high as shit. <laughs> I go, but what are you going to do? I was like, let's go. Let's just, like, this guy doesn't know me. I was like, let's pick up the phone and go. So uh, afterwards I had told the host, I go, man, when that, when that boss called me, I'm mm. like, I was really high. And he goes, he goes, don't you know? He's like, as soon as you do an edible, he's like, he's like rip out the battery to your phone Absolutely. Like, and, and, and throw it. He's yep. like, don't, don't handle any business when you're on an edible. I heard a story from a, a Buccaneer player that said uh, one of the other, and I'm not going to say names, obviously another player had never tried edibles and he tried it on the plane. And I, and I go, bad idea. And they said he was to a point where he wanted to get off the plane. Oh, man. And, and, and then the doctor came and they were like, don't say anything. And the doctor came and he goes, I had a weed brownie. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing he said, he goes, I had a weed brownie. Because he was, <laughs> so the doctor pulled him aside and they chilled him down a little bit and they chilled him out. What do they get? Do they give you something or they, they probably just. You know what you're supposed to take? Uh, as sugar? CBD. Right, that's what I've heard. You're supposed to take CBD. That's but I don't. I don't know if the doctor had CBD on him at the time. Probably not. Like, Probably you, not. No. You just got to give him a breathe, <laughs> gotta, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, just chill him out a little bit. Let him know everything's gonna be all right. But yeah. So once again, I do indulge in the edibles, but in a totally different manner. When I'm down and late, I'm gonna go to sleep. Man, I or watching a movie. I know True Leaf has the edible deals uh, already mm. locked up and ready to go. So mm -hmm. I know they're just waiting for for the state to approve it. But mm. that's I cannot wait. Yeah. For the edibles to officially roll yeah. out here because we still have to get them, you know, on the black market see my thing is i do my show at three o'clock so if i'm going to do a show i will never do it you never take an edible because that's gonna it slows you down oh yeah it slows you down all of a sudden you're like mumble mouth and it's not good for you know well you can't do that right now i mean you got like uh the buccaneers coming off a big win the razor the right? playoffs lightning about to that's start what I mean, I'm this saying, is like though. sports talk now this it is, is probably this is hot it's beautiful but i can watch a baseball game wednesday night and take an edible and that would be uh, glorious you have to yes i mean they should give out edibles yeah. at baseball games just uh, to make it yes. you know more enjoyable we would i would stay for more than four innings if uh, they handed out edibles. I went out 60. I was 60 the other day and I had a couple in me and I was good, man. The popcorn, the popcorn was so salty. It was oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good. <laughs> and I was paying $15 for some Bud Lights, but oh, it was delicious. You? Delicious, those Bud Lights. They don't give you free Bud Lights Are you over kidding there? me? Oh, man. No, nah, I got, I was in the bougie section and it was the, the Rays and the Yankees. And when Kiermaier hit a home run, I stood up and I was like, yeah. And I was like one of two Ray fans in the section, in the whole section. Just letting you know, you got to go out and represent. I got to tell you, I, I never did this, but back in the day, um, because when I would do morning radio, 
radio, I'd go hang out at a Rays game if they had an afternoon game because this is when, I mean, nobody was there. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to go hang out and maybe do some work. And it was my goal to bring weed in there and to smoke weed up on the third level because nobody was there at (laughs) all. That'd be interesting. I just never, I never did it. I could never pull the trigger. I wasn't that kind of guy that was adventurous to go, oh, I want to smoke here. I want to smoke here. That would have been a cool picture, though. It would have been a cool picture. I know. You can't do it anymore. There's tarps up there now. Well, you can, you know, you can probably sneak a vape in. You know, oh, easily. Easily sneak There's a, people vaping in there. Not that I would do that at all. Oh, but, I bring vapes in all the time. Yeah, yeah. Come on, get out of here. No, you're right. I do. You I do. I, did, I just didn't know how honest to get here, you know? Um, yeah. And I like to be in those bougie suites anyway. So there's a bathrooms and stuff. You go in there and it's vape to death. Look, when you bring a vape through like security and you just put it. It doesn't matter. Nobody, lo- nobody says care. anything. They don't, they don't go, what is that? They're looking, no, they're looking for bombs. They don't right. care about a freaking <laughs> vape. They're looking for ARs and bombs. I know. But still, though, even when I went through the airport yesterday, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Could I I know I could have my vape on me. But I was like, I just I don't want to even deal with yeah, it. I wouldn't put it on me. I'd put it in my suitcase. Yeah. And put it in the suitcase and even put the freaking your card with it. Or something. They, they can't really. Well, I didn't something. want to get detained in Miami because, you know, I don't know anybody. I don't know what happens there. Like, if something happens here, if I get detained at the airport, I'm like, all right, hold on. Let me call Chronister. Let yeah. me see. Let me, you know, work. Some- I think Mo Moe's working there, too. Moe's working. Mo- I know some people. So I'm like, <laughs> I let- know Moe. Put him in jail. <laughs> I just want to get, I want to, I did, I just want to get detained yes. in, in my hometown. I don't want to get detained anywhere else. I understand wholeheartedly. Well, brother, I appreciate you sitting in. Absolutely. And, I loved uh, it. And spitting some knowledge. We'll, we'll definitely get this done again. I love weed. And uh, yeah, I, I do too. I do. I give my dog CBD. I have for a long time. With and the, uh, she has it's, seizures. It's good for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I mean, look, I really, you got to, sometimes you got to kind of take your dog's, you know, health mm. into your own hands. And uh, yeah, my dog's had seizures for years mm. and we get to the point now where when she's actually having a seizure, we put the CBD yeah. in her mouth if she can open her mouth and the seizures are are calmer and shorter. Isn't than crazy? I'm not trying to like sit here and go CBD cures no, all. I, I get it. Because yeah. I know a lot, of, you can get CBD at a damn gas station, but the CBD for what my dog was going through, and I know sure. a lot of other people, it really, it really helps them out. But it, it doesn't cure everything. No, it doesn't. But it, it is good for a whole lot. Read oh, yeah. up on that. Advanced modern medicines are people. Well, thank you again, brother. If anybody has any questions for me, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Make sure you're listening to some of the other podcasts we have going on and Ron and Ian show Monday through Friday, three to seven. So we appreciate you guys listening listening in and it's all about knowledge have a wonderful week and get out there and eat or smoke or vape something delicious i know we will peace out for more information on medical cannabis make sure to visit TrueLeave on twitter at TrueLeave or trueleave.com that's t-r-u-l-i-e-v-e.com also make sure to follow ian beckles on twitter at ian beckles this has been the Cannabis Podcast, powered by TrueLeave on Radio Influence. This is a flavor of Tampa Bay Quick Fix on Radio Influence Tampa Bay. Speaking of pizza, you know, one of my favorite pizzas back in the day was Miro's Pizza. It was called Pachi's back then. It's right across from Plant High School, and it closed down for a good two years. And I hadn't been back, and um, we went back and did a little uh, excursion over there at the pizza joint. And I think it's once again my favorite pizza. His pizza it's is great. fantastic. Yeah, it is. Really, really mm-hmm. good. Chip, 
is the owner, nice dude. It's been there for a while. You know, it's it's very conveniently located, like I said, right there across from Platt. And his pizza is fantastic. Was that that's New York style pizza? New York style. It yes. folds up real nice, mm-hmm. nice big slices. You see, now all that's important to me, okay? If you give me this a thick, small slice, you can't fold it. Right. I have to be able to fold my pizza. It's important to me. This is a flavor of Tampa Bay Quick Fix on Radio Influence Tampa Bay.